Now that's more like it. I like uh, taking a little breath Tuesday morning after a Cardinals win two days previous. It feels right. Cardinals 9-2, the best record in the NFL. Our final takeaways from their win over Seattle. Luck is involved, and we're going to break it down. And do you 100% now implicitly trust Cliff Kingsbury? Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, it's Locked on Cardinals. Let's go! You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's a bi-week edition of Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, it feels good, you know? feels good. There's no no weights on your shoulders, nothing after getting a dub <laughs> up in the Pacific Northwest. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who's subscribing to our YouTube channel, liking, commenting, viewing. We appreciate it. Twitter was ablaze on Sunday. Really appreciate everybody that reaches out to all of us, that reaches out to Bo and myself. We have a lot of fun doing this, especially on game day, and especially when the Cardinals are winning. Uh, this episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first and only daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now. StatHero.com backslash locked on to use locked on for 100% deposit match. Bo, listen, um, we've got our takeaways. We'll give them. Cardinals get... Kind of an ugly W, but the real some real beautiful spots in there from Colt McCoy. Long sustained drives that led touchdowns when absolutely necessary. We'll kind of look at how the Cardinals got to nine and two and how they're the number one seed in all of the NFL. If that were actually a thing that mattered when it came to home field advantage all the way through the Super Bowl. And Cliff Kingsbury is he coach of the year? Do you trust him implicitly? Yes to one, yes to both, no to either. We'll talk about it first. So this is kind of what we do Tuesday morning. We kind of give our final thoughts about the previous week's game. Colt McCoy, over 300 passing yards, and the dude just looked in control. We saw a little run game from him. Um, you Do you trust Colt McCoy, regardless of opponent, from here on out to keep the Cardinals in games if Kyler Murray is sidelined for any longer or if there's an injury that he sustains later in the season? Yeah, I'm glad he got a third crack at it. So we could kind of, we saw both sides. We saw Jekyll, we saw Hyde, and we saw that you can trust Colt McCoy. Now, it might be as much as you can trust the best backup in the league. And that's not, you know, trusting your starter. That, that's not starter trust. But as far as the top dogs in the NFL, I mean, who would you rather have if your starter goes down? You know, you're looking at the teams ahead of the, or not ahead, but in the mix with the Arizona Cardinals. Tampa Bay has Blaine Gabbert. We've already seen Green Bay with their backup option is Jordan Love. He's not ready for prime time. And then LA, is it John Wolford? I, I can't, I don't even remember who they decided to roll with as their backup, but I believe it's John Wolford who beat the uh, Arizona Cardinals in, in the regular season finale. He battled it out against the Canadian Football League uh, quarterback and, and Chris Shrevler and won that matchup as a matchup of an AAF quarterback versus a CFL quarterback. So I think the Arizona Cardinals, as far as where they are with the backup quarterback, they're probably in the best spot in the NFL. Agreed. You know, and it's uh, it, it's nice. It's it's 
it's an it's a nice to have and a need to have when you have a guy that you know Kyler's been hobbled twice the last two seasons. So when you have somebody like that, where you can rest assured that the floor will not drop out from under you regarding production from the quarterback position, which is what we've seen from the Cardinals, you know, over the last couple of seasons, even though Brent Hundley didn't get a real shot in real important games to show it, they're in a really good spot with him. But he can't do his job unless the defense does what they've done two out of the last three games. I guess you could take the Carolina Panthers game as an anomaly, kind of an exception to the rule. And, and you mentioned that in yesterday's podcast. Like that was the that was the hiccup. We didn't know where it was going to be. We didn't know who was going to be understanding when it happened. But that was the hiccup. And the defense was put in a bad spot pretty much immediately and pretty much for the entire game. So you can't really blame the defense for giving up two of those scores, which were on very short fields. And, yeah. you know, Colt McCoy doesn't have the capacity to throw a team back into a game, even though he had he put up bonkers numbers against Seattle. They were leading the whole time. Right. But the well, defense it, all in all, and like the defense and the run game are the two things you need for any quarterback, let alone a backup quarterback, to succeed. And those were the backup dancers to Colt McCoy in, you know, in an effort to make him, to put him in his position to be successful when games with Kyler out. Yeah, and it was him being prepared to make get those get the ball out of his hands quickly. There was, you know, it wasn't the second play of the game, Hassan Reddick just making a great play and getting to the quarterback in like a two under two and a half seconds. Uh, it was uh, the the offensive line came, showed up and played in way more physical than the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a very flawed football team. I think that's one of my other takeaways. But you know, you know what you can do with Colt McCoy. You know what the game plan is. And kind of imposing their will on on uh, you know inferior opponents is that's what you got to do, and that's what the Arizona Cardinals have been able to do all season long. They haven't really fallen short of that, except for Carolina. And uh, it's it's exciting. The the one he did have one bad throw, really bad throw yesterday, and it was a uh, it was nearly an interception by Sidney Jones. It was overturned by replay, but he tried to throw outside to AJ Green on a quick hitter. And he just didn't have the arm strength to zip it out there. And, and Sidney Jones made a good play on it. Luckily, the bottom of the ball hit the turf. You know, for the most part, a lot of us see that as a pick. Um, but Colt McCoy got away with one on that one. And you can just throw that one out of the playbook. Just say, hey, Colt, don't make that throw. And we're just kind of learning more and more about this team. And along the way, you're doing it while winning. I mean, going two and one against, uh, you know, three teams that could potentially be in the playoffs, uh, two of them within your division. I, I, I guess I should, Seahawks aren't going to be in the playoffs, but you know, taking care of business in the division with your starting quarterback and, and your top wide receiver out. That's uh that's an incredible feat. Yeah. Especially it is, especially with the question marks surrounding AJ green coming into the season, surrounding Christian Kirk coming into the season. Could Rondo more stay healthy? Rondo more at 11 receptions for like, it was a Jarvis Landry in Miami stat line, 11 catches yeah. for 50 plus yards, but they were trying to get him into the offense. He's still really fast. He, he, had, he got a couple first downs on Sunday that no human being should have been able to be fast enough to get first down with, especially, you know, unless you're Tyree Kill. But all in all, they are, their patchwork offense may be better than a handful of offenses with, you know, full, full staffing of their ones in the NFL this season. So before we move on to like that, yeah, but there's a lot of balls that have bounced their way. Um, Pay dues where they're due. Jalen Thompson is a rising star on this team. Okay. Him and Buda Baker, I tweeted out, are the best one-two punch in safety in the NFL. I don't think it's close. Uh, this isn't a homerism. And, it, it, you know, it, it's Kevin Byard has shown that the dude is a turnover monster. He's a ball magnet. But the one-two of Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, maybe with the least amount of name recognition to non-football fans, 
with the most impact. They're the hardest hitting. Like the dudes, they're the best duo in football for my, you know, by all accounts. And so you got to give them credit. The secondary has played very well this year, especially for what we thought would happen. You know, aside from a couple big broken plays, one was one was on Isaiah Simmons yesterday to, to Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. They played great. And the yeah. pass rush has been spotty, but they've been fine. And then you, you could tell that Isaiah Simmons is an NFL player. Like those are my biggest takeaways. Zayvon Collins has not played really at all this season. Yeah. I mean, and not important minutes, but like overall, the game plan has worked with the employees that the Arizona Cardinals have put jerseys on on Sunday, one to 53. Yeah. And, you know, outside of Tyler Lockett breaking free for those three big plays, uh, you, you completely shut down DK Metcalf. I mean, for the second time in three games, the Arizona Cardinals, Vance Joseph, his defensive scheme has shut DK Metcalf down, which is just um, the rest of the league's trying to figure that one out. And when you look at the secondary and when we started, you know, when we were going into this season and the questions we had about that secondary, I just don't think that, uh, I, I just don't think that you can, you, you expected this, uh, you know, it was, it's not just a status quo. It's better. This, this defensive secondary, it really is. Byron Murphy obviously took that step forward, but you know, Robert Alford and, and, and Marco Wilson, who made a great play along with Buda Baker on DK Metcalf on a, on a jump ball, Probably the only big throw that Russell Wilson that resembled, you know, uh, you know, primetime Russell Wilson, um, they were able to knock it down, jar it loose, and it was a great play. So, you know, I, I'm just completely encouraged by the back end in this defense. And then it, it starts with up front. I mean, when you just think of the most complete team in the NFL and you look at the defense every level, there's guys making plays on the offensive side of the football. We know about the playmakers. And now we know about the, even the backups, like, these guys can go go out there and get it done against anybody else in the league. It's really it's a, it's a blast to cover this team and, and follow along for the ride in 2021. Alex Lancey, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. It's a really interesting point. We're going to talk about it on the other side. This isn't the NBA. This is closer to baseball than it is the NBA, where two stars can't win you much. It really is like there's a there's a you know complete teams are usually ones without stars. It's like you know what. They're real blue collar team, and you know they they go in and they bring their lunchbox and their pale lunch pail and they do the hard things that shut up. Like that's not what the NFL is. The NFL is one to fifty. There's a lot of people dressed on game day, and if you have the fullest, most built out team, chances are you're going to win. And that's what the Cardinals have shown. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Plus, Cardinals have had some bounces go their way, and we're going to talk about them, but in a positive way. Next, first, Bilt Bar, Bo, Bilt Bar, Bilt Bar, Bilt Bar, okay? It's the most wonderful time of the year, Black Friday. They've got Black Friday stuff for you. Bilt Bar is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that it ever was in the history of Black Fridays. I mean, that is a high task. New limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. You want high-end deliciousness at a discount all through Black Friday weekend. Get at least 20% off everything at built.com using promo code lock 20. So this starts on Friday and goes through Sunday. You're getting 72 hours into your cerebellum early Friday to Sunday, go to built.com use promo code locked 20 and you get 20% off anything and everything at built.com. They have new flavors of Ruby chocolate puffs, marshmallow goodness covered in a unique chocolate 
like a ruby chocolate. This has never been done before with Built Bar. Uh, there's dark chocolate, there's white chocolate, and now ruby chocolate joins the Built Bar Club. I mean, they have lemon dip cheesecake puffs. What the yeah. hell is that? I'm gonna go get them though. It's delicious. Um, a yeah. Bilt- oh, was that in your box? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm. They're still waiting for me at home. Damn it. <laughs> um. Okay. So again, go to built.com. Friday to Sunday. Use promo code locked twenty for twenty percent off anything and everything at built.com. All right. Second segment. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Uh, the Cardinals are good. They don't have a game this week. Those are two pretty good things. And especially with how bad the majority of the other good teams have been playing compared to how well they were playing early in the season. Bo and I, last week, which team would you rather face? The Rams, the Packers, or the Bucks? Any of them? Like, it, it's crazy how when the Rams continue to lose the way they've been losing. And you see Sean McVay actually showing emotion on the sideline instead of that, you know, poop-eating grin he has a lot of time because, you know, when they're winning, he's looking at Matt Stafford like, I got to do this again? I got to get, I got to un-Jared Goff, un-Stafford again? And then, you know, with, with, with the Bucks, we'll see what that defense is like. The Packers had a bad loss to Minnesota. I mean, Bo things seem to be going the Cardinals way with other teams not playing well as the Cardinals continue to emerge, figure things out and get better every week, regardless of who the quarterback is. Yeah. In in the quarterback, the Arizona Cardinals are able to kind of take it. Not, not, it's just not the main part or main variable in the equation. It's just not. And, And when you look at the Rams in their where they're struggling and where the bucks have struggled and it's been, ball security for both Tom Brady and, and Matthew Stafford and putting their teams and, and their defenses in compromising positions. You're just not seeing, or at least you haven't seen that in two out of three games with the Arizona Cardinals backup quarterback. You haven't seen that with their starting quarterback outside of like the first four games of the season where Kyler Murray turned the ball over coming out of the locker room at halftime. They're taking it. They're a complete team. So they're not putting when, when they're struggling, they're not putting the pressure on one guy. Like they're like the pressure's on in Green Bay, in Tampa, in LA, those signal callers to turn it around. There's not that pressure. And that's uh, you know, that's ultimate team that, that's the ultimate team, you know, way. And the Arizona Cardinals are 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 living it right now. I mean, that's it, they're they're proof of that. And uh, like I I'll put this up against any team in the league right now. Nobody is built for success like the Arizona Cardinals right now. The fact that they can be without their two best players. And go two and one, and and continue to build on their lead in the NFC West, and continue to be in the pick in the in the conversation for the top overall NFC NFC playoff spot is pretty absurd at nine and two. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I bring all this up is I've talked about this since pretty much you know week one, the beginning of the season. Like when teams make magical runs, they have things fall in their favor. It it, it just happens. Even even the Patriots, when they went 16-0, and they had lucky, lucky get out of this with a victory games. And the Cardinals haven't necessarily had those directly correlated to them, aside from uh, the Minnesota game, you know? Yeah. Other teams have been helping the Cardinals out a lot. And obviously with injuries and stuff, you never want anybody to get injured, obviously, ever. But the Cardinals have had the luxury of playing against Trey Lance the first time the Cardinals, uh, the first time the 49ers, uh, played the Cardinals. 
You know, maybe with Jimmy Garoppolo there and how poorly the Cardinals played on offense that game, maybe that turns into a double, it turns into a loss. Cleveland for a second looked like a game, and then it was not a not a game really quickly. They were hobbled, and then Kareem Hunt got hurt yeah. in the middle of the game. And then you see bad team bad teams beat good teams that the Cardinals have needed, and it's like maybe the Cardinals haven't played the best football week one to week eleven, mm-hmm. but they haven't had the bad loss with Kyler Murray under center that all the other teams have had with their starters. All of them. All of them have had it. Tampa Bay's had two. The Rams have had two at this point. And it's more than just uh, luck to, I mean, the way the Cardinals have won, especially with Kyler Murray in the lineup, you really kind of take it out of the, out of the equation. Like they haven't been close enough to where, you know, outside of Greg Joseph missing the 37 yard field goal. I mean, it, it really hasn't been a factor. I mean, sure. Like, if something happens early in the game, it can change the complexion of the game and the direction it's going to go. But the Arizona Cardinals have been good enough in setting the tone. I mean, they're they're winning the coin toss. It seems like every, I mean, that's that's part of the damn luck too. I mean, it's starts they're nine there. and two. It's unbelievable. Two. But they're yeah. they're they're setting the tone with their defense. They're they're getting you know they're they're not they're winning the coin toss. That's luck. But then the defense comes out and creates its own luck. It, it creates a three and out. It gets the the you know, the opposing offense off the field and the ball in the hands of their potent offense. And then they just go to work. It's just a formula that's, that's working and sure they're benefiting from thing, the ball bouncing their way, but they're also, you know, they're, they're not having to rely on it. Like last year's team. Absolutely. If you get a little luckier, if you make a few more kicks, if one thing goes differently, that team's in the playoffs and like, there's a completely different conversation this entire offseason long. Maybe it's uh maybe they don't do as much this offseason if they sneak in the playoffs and are one and done. You know, that that's an interesting thought. But mm-hmm. you know, this uh the same we talked to Brian Peacock, you know, following the San Francisco 49ers run in 2019. We make fun of it because it's the only time that they've been successful in almost a decade. And uh, you know, he'll admit that there was a lot of luck. You know, the, the ball broke their way, and that that that's part of it. That's just the injuries, luck. You know, which way the ball bounces, penalties, which way, the, you know, I mean, you talk about the Rams and, and the Saints, you know, you don't have a key call go against you. So there's so much that goes into it, and sometimes it can be out of your hands. But for the most part, when it's in the Arizona Cardinals, the ball's in their court, they're dominating. Eight out of 11 games, they've given up 20 or less points. Yeah. That is not something that you don't lose games like that with an average offense, let alone – one with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins on it when, when they're fully healthy with, you know, Rodney Hudson, et cetera. Like it's, it's been really fun to watch. And I mean, the, the microcosm of all of this is they've had 18 fumbles and they've only lost three of them. That's one that Bo continues to go back on where it's like, yeah, like literally the ball has bounced their way the majority of the time this year. But that doesn't mean that like last year, They squandered all of those opportunities. They played, if you look at the teams they played last year, the Cardinals should have easily won 12 games, regardless of who they didn't have from this year compared to last year. Like they could have 100% won 12 games last year if they took advantage of who they played against. They played mostly backups. I think it was over 50% backups last year. But there, there is also, you know, urgency that's created by the coaching staff there's urgency that's created by players 
there are drills that teams run when the ball, when there's a loose ball. I mean, you and I probably playing freshman JV basketball where, you know, they'd roll the ball out on the field and you have bodies just flying all over the place. That is something that's practiced. And like, when you look at the 49ers game, like, I think if you just watch the film, you'll see a team in the 49ers that were not prepared. When you look at the game against, you know, this past Sunday, Seattle, they're done. There, there isn't an urgency. You know, there was no takeaways in that game. But, like, if there was a ball that was loose on the field, I would give the benefit of the doubt to an Arizona Cardinals player because they're going to have that urgency. They're going to want that – have the the willpower, the want to, to get that loose ball where, you know, a, a team that's been beaten down all season long isn't going to jump on the football and put their body on the line at this point. I, I think that their luck goes into it. I'm not naive to that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I think the Arizona Cardinals are putting themselves in a great position, unlike last year, uh, to not have you know the lucky breaks, make or break, you know whether or not they win or lose games. Yeah. I mean, is it – who the hell said I make my own luck? Yeah. Harvey yeah. Dent, right? <laughs> oh, God. Those yeah. are the only movies that I watch. Those are the only like <laughs> the Christopher Nolan's got my heart. But besides oh, yeah. that, that's Just about it. Watch one the other day. Watch the third one. It's it's one of the best trilogies oh, of all time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Let's just talk about that for ten more minutes on a bye week. <laughs> Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. You know when you say, and we'll get to Cliff. We're going to devote a whole segment to Cliff Kingsbury and his emergence in, in in the next segment. You know when people say, if you want something done, you give it to a busy person. Because mm. they will do it. It's not something that's sitting on their ass with all this time because they have all this time on their hands for a reason. When you do good things, I'll quote my dad here, when you do good things, good things happen. And the Cardinals are putting themselves in a situation to get these bounces. It's not luck like that where it's just blind luck. That's not what I meant. What Bo said was definitely more um, close to what I meant to say. Alex Lenti, <laughs> Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. Bo, there's something else about kind of luck that um you're going to tell us about right now, right? Yeah, and you're going to Harvey Dennett, you're going to make your own luck this Thanksgiving. We know what that Come means. On, it's football and you've got nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet online has you covered all holiday season, more props, more odds, lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Some key games even though the Cardinals are on bye week this weekend, Rams Packers, that's a pick em. Vikings, Niners, Niners, three-point favorites over the Vikings. You think you know who's going to win the game? Luck's not going to be involved. Head over to the new updated desktop mobile website. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals for Thanksgiving. You see what I did there? I mean, you're... <laughs> Alex Flancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Um, so quick programming alert. I hate when people say it like that, but uh, we will not be doing a show on Thursday or Friday. We'll be taking some time with our family. Um, you know, please go check out the YouTube channel. There's some evergreen stuff on there. Tomorrow's podcast will kind of be a broad overview, kind of looking at it like the halfway point of the Cardinals season. The best part about this is the Cardinals have sustained, they made it through 12 weeks, sure. DeAndre Hopkins, it's a it's it's a tough injury with the hamstring, with a dude that like you need him on the field if you want to win a Super Bowl, just like Kyler Murray. So they've had two big injuries to two of their biggest stars, but they've won two out of the last three. They mustered not finishing the last four weeks one and three, which which would have been a big deal going into the bye week. 
The bye week's here. They've got plenty of time. Kyler will have 38 days between games if he ends up playing at Soldier Field on Sunday in week 13. So tomorrow is going to kind of be just a broad conversation about the Cardinals through 11 weeks and what kind of we want to see during their bye week. We'll break down some games that, you know, the, the uh, Packers and Rams are playing, what the Bucks are going to do, and kind of look at some of the five and five teams, a la the San Francisco 49ers, that could be waiting in the wings if the Cardinals don't end up getting that one seed and have yeah. to play a game as the two seed. Uh, so it should be very interesting. Tomorrow's going to be kind of a different show, but obviously still informative. And please check out the check out the YouTube channel for all the great stuff when we're off on Thursday and Friday. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is coach of the year. I think that's pretty safe to say at this point through 11 weeks with what happened, what's happened with, I mean, Buffalo, especially they fall from grace very quickly. Matt LaFleur is, and you know, uh, Mike Vrabel was the other, you know, running mate, I guess you could say with Cliff Kingsbury. I think through 11 weeks, at least it's cliffs to lose. No. Yeah. I mean, you lose to the jets and you lose to the Texans. Yeah. You get taken out of the running for any, any hardware. I mean, those are two brutal losses on your resume like the Tennessee Titans have. Um, I mean, I think you can throw – are we talking beyond the NFC? We're talking about the entire NFL. Belichick's in that conversation with what the Pats have been able to do, and you know they're going to be in that, and it makes me sick to my stomach. But people are going to shoehorn him in, even though he has no, nothing to do with it. He's just uh, Mike McCarthy probably in the Dallas Cowboys, depending on what happens the rest of the year. Um, they're playing the NFC least and he could get some easy victories and he can get some credit that he probably doesn't deserve. We'll see. But, uh, right now as it stands, yes, it is Cliff Kingsbury's award to lose. And it's just, yeah. you know, he, he, he's pulled off the Vance Joseph, what Vance Joseph did last year. He's completely kind of changed what people thought of him in less than the season's time. He was able to do it early in the season and continue that and continue to build the faith uh, from this fan base and all his critics. And it's just uh, really impressive. But, you know, he also had a, a lot to, probably the best opportunity to go from, you know, eight and eight, just being on the outside looking in and with what players were in place to get this done and what the expectations were. Because, you know, he couldn't, uh, it was, it was going to be tough for him to win over fans. He's done that. And now that he's done that, it's uh, it's going to be he's put himself in a really good position to to put that on his resume that he was the NFL coach of the year, looking great at nine and two. What he's been able to do without his stars and in, in the lineup as well, and also what is you know I think it's a testament to what the team was able to accomplish without him on the sidelines that game against Cleveland. I think that's that's also good coaching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he surprised me. Like I'm, and I'll I'll say it like, what the worst kind of Twitter troll is the one that's like, well, this aged poorly. It's like, well, there's new information, you dingbat. Like, get off my ass. When I said everything that I said, and I stand by what I said when I said it, that Cliff should have been fired after last year. I stand by that because he has he showed no redeeming qualities to get the car, to get another year, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen this year is an emergence of a much more mature and like the game slowed down for him. We always, we always hear that about quarterbacks. The game slowed down for him. The game slowed down for Cliff. And sure, he's got more weapons. The offensive line is better. Kyler's coming into his own. Everything like that. And the defense is playing otherworldly, which makes an offensive-minded head coach's job a lot easier. 
Yeah. But he's earned everything and all that, you know, all the praise that he's gotten this year. And I'm, I mean, he's he's the coach of the year through nine through eleven weeks. And the but the only person, and you mentioned it, I forgot about it. If the Patriots win eleven games or something, <laughs> Belichick's probably gonna win it. Probably. Probably. I mean, it's it's the as far as the national uh, media, yeah. they they would go with that, unfortunately. And that's not anything on on Cliff Kingsbury. That's just being uh, that's just the national media running with the Belichick and and what they believe. And they hold that a little bit truer and that they could have predicted that even more so because everybody was down on Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, and and, I'm, and I'm, I just want to get this on record. I disagreed with the, with your your thought that he, yeah. he should have been canned after last year. I just did. You know, he had improved as far as wins and losses each year. The offense had improved and uh, the jury was still out. It was, you know, as I, I did mention, like, it's easy to win more than three games. He did that. It's easy to win more than five games. But to win more than eight games, he's proving that, you know, he belongs as an NFL coach and, and, and then some. So uh, it, it is a pretty wild ride, though. I mean, to, if, if anybody told you that they thought Cliff Kingsbury was going to go from 35 and 40 in the Big 12, failure at his alma mater to NFL head coaching success. I, I think that's a, that's a very naive take as well. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that's not, but you know, it's as far as hardware is concerned, as far as awards go, I think that's the most realistic big award that uh, the Cardinals could take home. Steve Kime probably could win the executive of the year and the Arizona Cardinals this season uh, luck, whatever, being the best team, you know, the JJ Watt quote, you know, maybe we're effing better. Um, patience, the organization preaching patience has really paid off and a tip of the cap to Bidwell for that. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, I still think Kyler Murray could win the MVP. Three games you know, is a lot though. Hopefully it's, it's just a lot. Three games. It's a lot, yeah. but would you, it's one of those things. It's like, would you rather lose in the Super Bowl and not make it? You know, it's like, it's Aaron Rodgers has played his you know, Keister off against Minnesota and got that loss. If the Cardinals win, I don't know, 14 games and they get the one seed and Kyler plays from Chicago on and like say they have to play week 17 to, to you know, ensure that and they go out and ball out the rest of the season with Kyler under center and shotgun, yeah. he can still win it. For sure. Like, who are they going to give it to? Mac Jones? Like, <laughs> like Tom Brady has cooled the hell off over the last month or so. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers, but he's never going to get the respect because he's, he's Aaron Rodgers. You know, Matthew Stafford has completely removed himself from the race, and Lamar Jackson missed last week. So I I think that it, it's going to be a taller task for sure. But I And then, you know, and there's the dark horse. Patrick Mahomes could win the MVP still especially now, like if they win 11 games or 12 games, he could 100% win the MVP. Yeah. And like, you could see Patrick Mahomes and Bill Belichick win the MVP and coach of the year and be like, yeah, I get it. Like yeah. it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, this is probably Bill Belichick's best coaching job ever through 11 weeks. Look at what he's done. Look at what they've done with legitimately scraps of wide receivers from teams that didn't want them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it I haven't done the the math. I haven't extrapolated it out like as far as what it would take the MVP numbers to to actually win it. Like I remember doing it last year because there was hype around Kyler Murray in his second season. They thought he could be another Mahomes Jackson type, 
but you needed over 13 wins. And that was in a 16 game season. All these numbers are in a 16 game season. You need 36 total touchdown or 36. Yeah. 36 total touchdowns. And uh, you know, he had to go over the 4k passing mark. That's for the quarterback. So, you know, if they can get to the wins, I think anything's possible because when you look at the numbers, even though he's missed some, some games, Kyler Murray total touchdown wise is going to be in that conversation. And, Look, you know, as, as good of a season as Jonathan Taylor's had at the running back position, the MVP, the is tur- it's turned into a quarterback's award. Yeah. It really has. So, yeah. And he didn't play well the first, you know, couple weeks. He had yeah. five touchdowns in a game. Like, I mean, he's an absolute muller. But yeah, anyways, we'll talk more of that kind of stuff tomorrow as we put a button on our short week, which happens to be the best bye week for a team. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Too much going on. But the Cardinals do play the Colts on Christmas at home. Um, so that's probably, you know, it'll even out the scales a little bit, but, uh, for Bo and myself, we're going to do one more podcast tomorrow. Thanks to everybody who listens. Thanks to everybody who makes lockdown Carters their first listen every day. Um, this has been a hell of a run, man, you know, and it's just getting started. Like this is when it gets really good. The Cardinals are nine and two going into their bye week with other top teams struggling. And the Cardinals have won two out of the last three games two of which were on the road against division opponents with a backup quarterback, regardless of who that quarterback is. What? You know, and James Conner's having a career resurgence. Rodney Hudson is playing like Rodney Hudson. AJ Green is being exactly what you want him to be on the outside, even with DeAndre Hopkins out. You know, could be a lot worse than what we're, than what we're staring at right now. Alex Clancy, Bo Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.